Welcome to Nana Tings. Ah, we did it! <laughs> Welcome to season two of Nana Tings, and I couldn't think of a better way to start season two with such an important episode with such an awesome, amazing human. My friend Kyle, we sort of had a serendipitous kind of moment where we had a cute little hangout, had a little bit of a falling out, not in a bad way, just like, you know how people like lose touch here and there. And bam, just an Instagram message away and here we are now hanging out and I had the privilege to interview him about how he identifies as a queer man and, and you know, the ups and downs of the LGBTQ plus community and how some people are really cool and accepting of their siblings, but then some people are super clicky and, and how we fit in and just, we, we dissect so many different layers and I think it's such an important conversation to have or to be aware of. So I'm gonna stop talking. I really want y'all to listen to it, but welcome to season two and thank you for everyone that has shown support and love and like I always say, stay tuned, enjoy the ride. Don't forget to check out my new book, Antonio's Return, available now on Amazon and at Barnes and Noble. It is an amazing book that talks about my journey of approaching 30 and it has a lot of astronomical uh, themes involved and I would really love if you all could check it out. It, it means so much to me. Hey everyone, it's Antonio here at Nonatings. I have a special guest, my friend Kyle. Hey, hey. Hey Antonio, how are you tonight? Good, how are you boo? I'm doing well. Nice to see you here. Thanks for having me. You too. So for the listeners out there, Kyle and I met, was it last year, right? No, this year. It was winter this year or last year? It was still, it was like end of winter where we could like sit outside and not be freezing cold. Yes. Okay. I'm like, these days are flying by. But so talk about serendipity. Um, him and I stayed in contact uh, through Instagram and just a conversation that happened last week sort of like brought our realms back together. And I was telling him on Instagram, and I'm going to say it now on the podcast, I think your energy is so amazing and you have so much to give to the world and like you articulate your expression really well. So I'm Thank really happy you. that the universe brought this back. Yes. Me too. I'm really <laughs> excited to be here. I'm glad you're having me. And likewise on your energy and uh, I'm flowing with yours. So it comes out because you give me room for it to, to come out. Oh, you're such a special person. And I'm not just saying that to say that like you, you truly are. Um, Speaking about that, today's topics, I should say, not just topic, will be like, we're going to go into all these things. Um, I want to just talk about first, uh, let's just dive into it. So sexuality, right? Yes. Um, did you did you know, well, you identify as gay, right? I mean, I'd assume. Yeah, gay is one of the words that I use. I think queer is another one. Queer, yes. To work into vocabulary just because gay I feel like can be very prescriptive in a way that is like maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe not but like there's still like this gray area of queerness that definitely helps to encompass a little bit more of it no I stand that um I think queer is more of that like boss bitch term too like you know what it's it's more of an enigma and it, I think it's more of an expression of it just it's more of a statement of expressing yeah. who you are you know 
Yeah. Um, but, so when did you figure, or like, when did you know, I know everyone's coming out stories like very special or, or like the mm. realization of it. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so coming out was definitely a, a long process. And I say long process only because like, I think for a lot of people, like you realize when you're younger, like what your attractions are, like when you hit that puberty phase, right? Yep. Uh, but at least for me, and if it happened to me, I imagine I'm not the only one. I didn't even realize that that's what gay meant. Like when you're hitting that pubescent phase and you're like, oh, these other boys in my like seventh grade class are the ones I'm attracted to. Like, what does that mean? I didn't know what any of that meant. And I don't think a lot of young queer kids know what that means. Um, so like fast forward through high school, had the high school girlfriend kind of thing. And then get oh, into Sam. college. <laughs> yeah, like it had like so many people do. And it wasn't until my junior year of college, um, I had started out at like a small ass branch campus of my university in like BFE, bumfuck Egypt. And uh, <laughs> and that's my way of just explaining like the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania, right? Um, and my junior year, I transferred to the main city campus and uh, I was like in an urban environment again. And I was just like, oh shit, like here are all these things popping up and I'm like feeling these feelings. I've discovered Grindr and I'm like chatting with these guys and I'm like, oh, Grindr doesn't give me notifications. I don't know why. Like it doesn't give, or it, at the time it didn't give anyone notifications, right? Um, and then as I just like kept coming into myself, I felt like I was progressing well. I came out to my family. I came out to my friends first, my like close friends. They encouraged me to come out to specific family members first. And from there, just kept yeah. kind of going on. Um, but it was really nice. And I don't even think we've touched on this at all, but at the time my, my dad was sick in the hospital um, uh, and, uh, I got to come out to him and that was really nice. And, uh, and I remember, oh, this is a share. This is a share, this is feels. Um, this was like winter times, so like beginning of winter time, right? And uh, so for that Christmas, like he was still in the hospital, still getting treatments for, for cancer. And at the hospital, they have these like hospital workers who come around to the patients be like, hey, like, you're clearly in the hospital, but you probably still need a card to give to your family for Christmas, you know? Um, so we went to visit him and he had one of like the hospital cards and he wrote in it and uh, we called him D, D for dad. And he wrote in it, D and Kyle starting new lives together. Because like this cancer treatment was supposed to be like your new birthday. You've got new blood cells. You've got new body work going on. Um, and it took like everything in me not to like burst out in tears in front of everybody right there. Um, but that's, yeah, I'm really glad I got to do that. I got to come out to family um, and they were mostly supportive. Um, there were some conversations that had to continue happening. They had to happen a couple of times. Um, but it's funny because with, with the people who needed the extra conversations, like fast forward to today even, they're the ones who are most supportive. Um, and they're the ones who most get it. 
Yeah, I think they're trying to understand, right? Like yeah. that kind of culture shock. Um, I know that about your dad, though. That's thank you for being vulnerable. That is so. Oh, I have literally no words. I was getting emotional for your shit. Yeah, you'd um, be a proud queer parent, or parent, not a queer parent, but a proud parent of a queer kid. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's so beautiful, the card moment. Little moments like that are, I'm a sucker for like a good moment like that, like a little like, mm. that's like a, that's a movie <laughs> yeah. moment right there, right? Like the card and like exactly. everything. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. I have no words even to describe it because it's like, I think that's just, it was beautiful what you just shared. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I had similar, yeah, I had similar come outs. I, well, I came out at 19 and my brother and then my 20th birthday came out to my friends and then my mom was the 20 uh when I was it was my 22nd birthday yeah and okay, so a little bit of time between friends brother and then mom because mom's a big one right yeah it's nerve-wracking and like I this is a, one of the topics I actually want to touch up on with you is like I I don't obviously with homophobia and like us suppressing our sexuality it's like you start getting these anxious fears and it's like people don't realize that it's so psychologically fucked and like oh, yeah. I've had panic attacks about coming out you know what I mean mm -hmm. and I don't know I've worked with the it gets better project and I worked with a, a few organizations like uh Trevor project and I do a lot of these articles and you know that it's going to get better and I hope people get stronger but to be honest I know it's hard work it's yeah. hard uh, like I don't know I just got comes to my own skin and and speaking about this so going into like culture and society telling us that we're not okay and the AIDS epidemic and all this what have you faced I know this is a very controversial topic it's not a lot of gay share or queer people share mm -hmm. this but have you ever faced like a homophobic um cat call or like a homophobic like you know derogatory word or an attack ever or do you yeah. ever feel that presence yeah, I mean, you definitely feel the present. I'm fortunate to say that I've not been involved in anything where I felt like my safety was in jeopardy. Um, I know that there are a lot of people who do experience those moments, and um, that has been not part of my experience. Um, so I will say, just from my perspective, like I can think, like you think back to high school, like it was always like clearly I'm the gay one. So like, <laughs> I get faggot faggot. That was definitely a thing. Um, and then there are those little cat calls. Like I remember once I was like on a date with a guy, we're walking down the street and uh, a homeless man looks at both of us and he says, walk like men, you know? Uh, and so, and those are ones that are easy to just like let roll off your back. Um, so like I said, like I know there are a lot of people who do experience homophobia in a different way where it is physical where you do feel like your safety is in jeopardy um and apart from like you said like those cat calls or just like the presence of like you know someone's looking at you for a very specific that's a lot thing. of energy too when you feel yeah. it right like yeah. i don't know it's very triggering to my anxiety um i was instagram messaging you about this where I was at a bodega with my friend last uh, two two years ago at this point. And I didn't even have a full set of nail polish. I just had one glitter on each finger. Yeah. And the guy was so reluctant on making me a bodega sandwich. And even my straight girlfriend like stood up for me and called him out on it. And I was just like, it's so sad that I'm being harmless and I'm just walking in drunk and trying to get full off what three in the morning, like a typical New Yorker. Yeah, like, and that's not even in like some, far off place where like you might expect more homophobia to exist 
like we're in New York City, it's 3 a.m. and you're trying to get that chicken cutlet sandwich. And I was right near Washington Park, like, near yeah. the village. And I'm like, you're really, you're still giving me homophobic views when you're like near NYU and the village, sweetie. Like out of all the areas of Manhattan, like, come on. I don't know. And then I put on like, so also clothing, I've realized gets like, I guess people like either cat calling you or staring. Like I, I homophobes hate when guys wear crop tops. Like, I don't understand that. Like oh, or course, short shorts, course. like we have thighs. Oh, we are God. allowed to. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That bothers me. And then also, I, I don't know. Makeup bothers people if a guy wears it. I the whole nail polish thing. And I was gonna tell you the story though, like how I don't know, I've been more confident in like just wearing certain outfits or looks. And you have to be. I'm, you have to be. Yeah, but there's that like back of my mind where it's like I hate that I have to like not live in fear, but you know that as a as a gay man, you know that like thought sometimes in your head where it's like, oh, do I kiss my boyfriend in public? or or do I hold his hand or do I wear this crop top or glitter like I just think it's so sad that like it's 2021 and that like you don't realize I could like really fuck with someone's mental health absolutely yeah absolutely and it sucks that like your clothing has to be a part of it because it is really just this harmless self-expression and uh, and I think we were talking about this recently too where like I was in Florida for, this was like back in March um, with a friend of mine and we were just kind of hanging out. We're in Northern Florida, right? So like the weird part of Florida. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And we were like going to the beach every day and I'm like, cool. It's like about to be the start of summer up in New York. Like I want to get my nice tan lines going. So I'm wearing a Speedo to the beach every day. And the, like the first day certainly, but probably every day, I had this thought in the back of my mind. I'm like, I'm going to this primarily white, primarily straight area and primarily like, you don't get a lot of visible gayness around you. And I'm the man out on the beach in a Speedo. And I'm just like, I'm just trying to sunbathe here, you know? And uh, I, every single time, like every day, I would just be like, okay, I got this. I can do it. I can rock it. Um, there were a couple of days when my friend was like, oh, well, you go to the beach first. I'll be down there in a little bit. And I felt extra nervous being alone. Yeah. Speedo on the beach. Like, what? why is that a thing? And like, I, yeah. what anyone was doing or looking or not, I felt it. It's because we were like raised with this like fear. And I hate that like, especially straight men are so not secure with their own sexuality in themselves that they have to, like project this hate on gay men just living their life. Same thing though, I was in Tampa in April for WrestleMania and- I went to this... WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> but we went to um what was it? It's like a beach in St. Petersburg or something. But yeah. I was in a pink speedo. Same thing though, just trying to get my tan on for when I go back to New yeah. York. And similar thing. I remember seeing a family. Maybe maybe it was my anxiety being protected. Maybe they weren't staring at me, but it's just like we have to the fact that our brothers and sisters and on nine binary siblings are being bashed and just for right. being who they are. It's such a, I just hate that we still live in a world where like, we have to sort of worry even walking down the street sometimes. I don't know. I, well, I saw like, some, you feel yeah. like maybe they were looking, maybe they weren't, but like, where does that anxiety come, come from? It comes yeah. from everybody who has looked and has said something in the past. And I'm glad that you called out everybody else. Like we can think of, like very particularly are non-binary expressing and trans brothers and sisters who are just like 
just not maybe even like doing anything, but getting those extra looks every single time that they go out. And it's something important to keep in mind too, that while we might feel that while we're in our speedo, while making a very outward expression of gayness, there are so many others who are just living their expression in the same harmless ways in their day-to-day -day on the street, even here in New York, and get that same vibe. It's so true. Like they're just trying to get a slice of pizza. Like just typical oh, yeah. New York shit, like not bothering yeah. anyone. Like it's 3 a.m. at the bodega. Like literally, I'm, you know, this brings up uh, the subject of like our cis uh, heterosexual friends. Really, I need them to speak up. Yeah. And I'm not saying like not all are. And like there are some people that do it in silence, whether it's like I actually had one friend. She's she's a really big supporter of, of the LGBTQ plus community. And she's a uh, guidance counselor for LGBT students in high school. So she she hey, works she works in Florida. Her, yeah. Love her. But and she worked in Florida. She was when I was visiting in Tampa, actually. Yeah. I'm not gonna put her too much on the spot because she's such a shy, cute girl. She's amazing. <laughs> but I remember I was being really vocal two weeks ago about my straight friends needing to step up. And to be honest, I don't mind saying it right now. A lot of my friends don't. So they know I call them out via I I privately messaged them and I was like, I'm the kind of gay friend where I'm like, my people are dying if you can't fucking speak up you're not speaking up for me and that goes into the whole like trump voting thing too period a few years ago but exactly she she brought up a good point for her at least she was like listen bud she's like i support you and she's like the way i do my supporting is when these parents are homophobic because they're in tampa and they're not accepting of their daughter or son being gay and they want to commit suicide i'm there to step in to make sure they're okay and i was like you know what yeah. i was like you are doing work because you're helping the future you're helping the future not kill themselves and you're helping them feel comfortable with themselves. So I was like, you know what? You are an ally. That's a fucking ally right there. Absolutely. Um, That's, that speaks volumes. Yeah, my straight friends listening to this, if you're, you want to be vocal, you don't want to donate money because I get funding can be also tight. Do what my friend's doing. I don't know. Go help like at like a LGBT like soup kitchen or, or clothing drive or mm -hmm. just even $20 of the Trevor project. Like I just, I just need, I, I, I don't need to see the full visibility. I just need to know that you're helping. Exactly. And I think even beyond that, like, okay, so anybody can make that $20 donation to whatever you say, but it usually okay. ends there. And it's funny you bring this up because just the other day I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about allyship and they had on one of their guests was a cis hetero man who was claiming to be an ally, right? And uh, they went through their conversation. The part that stuck out to me, they asked him, they said, what is something that has like surprised you or that like you've learned that surprised you about being an ally or since you've like really gotten involved in objective allyship? And he said, the shame. He was like, I have no idea what it's like to spend a period of my life or even all of my life thinking that what I'm doing as I exist is shameful and trying to combat it and then having to accept it and then having to live as that person once I've kind of accepted it. And it would just hit me and I was like, like, that's it. Like, they, like there's no, like the understanding of the shame is really critical in just understanding what all of this means. And so many people yeah. don't have it. And just understanding that that's part of it, even like beyond the $20 donation, like by all means, put your coin out there. Like we'll take it. There are plenty of organizations who need it and deserve it. Absolutely. But like 
read up a little bit on on, on shame. You know, just take a, a hot second. Like you can Google it, and there will be plenty. Um, but just take a hot minute to to understand what that what that journey has been like. Yeah, and you know, this actually goes into the next topic. Uh, I, I think our community being shamed or being shameful has led to a lot of self shame and shame to others in our community. So I, I want to, I really want to dive into this topic with you because I see a lot of myself in you. We talk about this often podcasting. You. Yeah, there, there's just like a nice shared energy. So I'm talking about like our own community, right? Like as much as we obviously need the support, we need to be equal with civil rights. There is, I love our community so much and my freedom of expression, but there is a lot of inner community hate or drama, I should say. Yeah. There, uh, I don't even know where to start this one because I've seen so much. <laughs> I literally yeah, have. we all have. Like, and that's the thing too for allyship. Just real quick on allyship. Like, hey, it's not like once you come out, you get there, you've got this whole community behind you. You have yeah. to find that community because a lot of them are not behind you or for you or like whatever you're about. Oh, and another thing about allyship while we're there, just because you go to a gay bar once, does not mean you know you're an ally. I'm sorry. Obviously, uh, you had fun at our bar. That's that's why they're literally there. some of like fun. yo some straight girls and guys think that like going to a gay bar twice a year with their gay friend is allyship. No, no, I'm sorry, no. I at least to me that's not. I don't know. <laughs> and it can mean something like it, if you have someone who's it can mean you're supporting my club. <laughs> like if you have a loved one or a friend who like needs company to get that first step into the gay bar or the gay club then like yes. okay that can be a show of allyship but if you're just like oh yes i'm going with my gay friends to the gay club tonight like you're still at zero you're, you're, that that doesn't count thank you thank you just want to make that real clear um but, <laughs> so <laughs> you you and i have been talking about this i i feel like both of us I can equally agree that we don't fit sometimes into what our own community members put in stereotypes, mm -hmm. whether it's a twink, mm -hmm. an otter, or a bear when it comes to aesthetic or when it's top bottom members acting like your position, which by the way, I got into an argument with someone on Twitter the other day. They were like, it, it, it was this meme about like to change bottom culture, being like bottoms can pay for the bill, bottom can split the bill, bottom can ask the guy first out on a date, a bottom can be the big spoon about, you know, it was like a list. Yeah. And someone tweeted to be like, oh, this is problematic, da da da. And I, I wrote back and I was like, what's really problematic is I think being in a relationship and having to act what society tells us through film and movies, how a position to act. So you're telling mm -hmm. me if I want a top, I need to be muscular and dominant. But then if I'm a bottom, I need to be like broke, submissive, needing money all the time, and then also never paying for anything. And then also being ready to bottom at all times, which is not right. realistic diet wise. And which then where's verse for anybody's physical body? Yes, and then where's verse? Verse doesn't even really have a position acting culture, to be honest. So, mm -hmm. like, I, I, that alone is so problematic to me. And then well, the whole yeah, like, because number because number one for two reasons that stick out to me. Number one because it's very binary. Yeah, you're putting people into a binary position. Like we all know that the binary doesn't work for most things, and that the gray area is where a lot of people fall. Number two, also how heteronormative is that to assign those roles to top and bottom like how like have we really separated ourselves this much from the heteronormative culture if that's still what we're leaning on in terms of thank you uh, paying for shit submissiveness versus dominance 
is that where is that what we're working with again this is why when i got suspended on twitter by the way for non-sexual shit for anyone that's listening it was for copyright the way you gotta get a rain on me with tiktok but <laughs> <laughs> i was off of it for six months and i'm back on it now but now i'm I, I sort of miss on having one again because seeing the culture on Twitter again, it's like really making me want to delete it. Like I'm just seeing like all these gay men like fight over like, they don't even realize some of the most problematic comments in our community that are, are making self-hate happen. And I'm yeah. like, are no one seeing the bigger picture here? And like, twi like Twitter has become the app where like it's cool to hate and it's cool to be mean. It gets you more likes or it's cool to be naked all the time, which I'm not shaming sex workers, but when people take that as a personality and then diss other gay men for not doing the same thing, that's mm -hmm. where it's problematic too. Mm -hmm. And this all leads into what we're talking about with our community. So uh, going into us not fitting in, it's also like there are clicks. And, you know, I'm not even going to say anything problematic here. We just know it is. There are your circuit crew, there you are. have there your are. caddy gays, you have your artsy Brooklyn gays. I feel you and I, sometimes we, we mix all of that, right? Like we have energies where like, if we want to mm -hmm. have an, a circuit adjacent moment, great. But if you and I want to go wear our makeup and nail polish and go to a fucking dope ass art Brooklyn party and show our free flag queer side, we're going to exactly. do that. But then exactly. if you and I want to bar hop to top 40 music and like act like quote unquote what a HK gay is, we're going to do that too. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I, I guess what I'm trying to get here with you is how do you feel about like the judgment in our community and like that kind of like bitchy side eye cattiness? Yeah, I mean... I think it's easy to say that like the bitchy side and the cattiness, and I know that it's easy to say, but it's like, it's obviously not what I'd like. Like, does anybody actually enjoy dealing with bitchiness and cattiness? No, and, and it's not cute being me. For social reasons, but like, does anybody actually want to? Like, nobody would ever say that they actually want to deal with that. Um, and just like you explained, like that's definitely where I fall. And that's definitely, where I'm at in my current journey of queerness is like, where do I find my space? And, uh, you know, because there are, like you said, I want to go dance to pop top 40 hits tonight. Or maybe I do want to put my face on and my nails and go to a Brooklyn rave and, uh, you know, whatever that might be. Um, and I don't have an answer for that right now. That's that's the honest truth. I don't know where that is. I I keep leaning closer and closer, and to the acceptance of like there might not be an answer. And I think that yeah yeah I'm with you on it. <laughs> the only solution is that like if if we can or if we do have different energies for different days and we can have a good time in different environments, and then the only the only possible solution to that is to go wherever we feel like we want to go and have a good time and give out warm energy. And I, I love that you said, and I think this is why the universe brought us back together because I'm sort of having a transition myself right now where I've accepted being more queer. Like I totally am all about like a bodysuit moment now. I've been rocking, well, fuck feminine and masculine clothing, but you know what society thinks is feminine clothing. I've totally yeah. been breaking that rule and living with it. But also good. Good. I've been dropping toxic friends and I've learned that there have been some specifically gay friends of mine that really have backs at me or have talked shit or have got jealous of my success. And <laughs> it hurts me so much because not only are you a friend, but also you are, my gay brother that 
as we ride or die with you. And I'm over here being, you know, bashed for clout or I'm being bashed because there's another hottie that you want. You know what I mean? And okay. I, I don't know. So I'm, I'm happy, not happy that we're on the same boat, but like, it's really good to know that I have like you and like my other friend that like sort of just gets it and we protect our energies. I think that's the answer. Like you said, I think it really is like knowing your vibe, knowing your tribe and really just vibing. Well, knowing your tribe can be the hard part, right? Like we're talking yes. about like our tribe on Friday could be this, our tribe on Saturday could be it this. It is very flowy. Yeah. Right. So I, I think beyond knowing your tribe, it's just knowing that you will have different participation in different tribes at different moments and being okay with that. It's hard to be okay with that, right? Because it would be so, at least for me, I look outwardly at other people who seem to have this like very um, consistent tribe in terms of people. They all seem to be in the same one. They all and aesthetic. Kind of the same, right. And I'm like, well, damn, like, wouldn't that be easier, right? I don't think so, right? Like, And then that's I... the negative talk track creeping in, for sure. But like, I, I, there are definitely moments where I'm like, maybe feel a little bit more vulnerable. And I'm like, oh, damn, like, I wish I just had something that were easier. But at the same yeah. time, like, I'm not built for it. I wouldn't last in it anyway. You're meant to be free. And, you know, just how we were talking about, like, one day you want to put on your makeup. One day you just want to do top four. One day you just want to, like, chill and order pizza and watch a movie. Like, yeah. you're not living up to a brand that you created. And I think a lot of gay men, I mean, a lot of people in general, a lot of influencers and, and millennials, we already have this kind of concept. But in our in our community specifically, because there is a lot of insecurity, you start making this, like, boss bitch level in your head. So that a lot of people want to stay on brand of what their tribe is to right. one up or just always be popular. And I think you and I are the daring gays where we're like, no, fuck that. Like, okay, maybe I'm going to go to a cool popular party on Friday, but I have no, I have no problem standing on this area and doing nothing. Or I have no problem like wearing whatever the fuck I want and going to where the fuck I want. FOMO, JOMO, joy of missing out. And I was like, <sighs> oh my God, how did no one ever come up with this? No, I know. Like, it's a, it sounds so like simple. Like it was literally just two chapters ago and it blew my mind this morning when I read it. I was like, it, that that alone that abbreviation literally makes me not get anxiety now like if i see a big yeah. circuit party going on i like i'm happy i'm in bed watching a slasher film <laughs> like exactly. it literally i don't know that i need to like find him on twitter and like dm him letting him know that like that part of that book changed my life already and no you absolutely shouldn't because that would make the writer feel great and it's actually true it's like there are these moments where i'm like like you said like i'm on the couch or in bed watching a movie and I'm taking it chill and then maybe I'll just open Instagram and I see people in their stories like out and about and then the FOMO hits and you get that anxiety like oh but five minutes before I was having a really good time just chilling yes yeah. this is why I wanted to bring up Jomo because in our community too you know there's not as many parties as straight parties right straights they're you know they have bars everywhere there's big events like gays it's like yeah. usually there's like the two big events for the weekend or maybe there's like five being competitive with each other yeah. but you have your main five where you go right so sometimes and it's I... important to note too sorry to interrupt you but it's important to know that we are talking mostly about nightlife and there are gays who might not even be into nightlife they're queer that's very yes nightlife too and like Let's that's not forget about super that. valid that's also super valid not just about like what you're what your going out vibe is, but what about like your day-to-day -day and how you exist if that's not somewhere where you 
are getting joy. And I give those people kudos to be honest, because those people that those those LGBT plus people that are not caring about any of that. They don't mind, you know, some of them are gamers, right? Some of them want to stay in and play video games. Some of them are sober and they're on their own journey and path, right? And some of them, you know, may have mental health issues where it is, if they are owning it and they're figuring out help with themselves, that's beautiful. That's self-love right there, right? That's self-help. And you're totally right. That's very valid. And I think they actually already have Jomo fully down. Joy of missing out. I I think someone... Someone wanted to game all night and play PS4 or, or PS5 or whatever and like chill. Listen, yo, you know who you are and you're content. I give you kudos. Yeah. Because I've, I've fallen in the trap several times, like being on Twitter and like working in nightlife myself. I definitely, I think I was telling this story when I was at your place about like, I was like playing with some party drugs a lot last year and going out too much. Mm-hmm. So I had to look in my mirror and be like, yo, you are not Antonio. Like, what happened? You're trying to be this like yeah. quote unquote circuit gay and like you're losing like, who you are you're losing that you are an artist a poet a mama's boy you know sensitive like these qualities that make you you and yeah I I realized that I'm more than just my sexuality and I'm more than what my community or the popular on Instagram community tells Mm -hmm. me I should be and I think when you get to that level of mentality it is so rewarding as a gay man in New York City (laughs) (laughs) like as a social gay man in New York City exactly because you can be social and kind of like we were talking about before it's like hey let's go out soon and just have like a a night where we go to a bar and dance and then we go home it's like once you kind of separate that I'll use the word social climbing but I'll use that cautiously um like you're going out experiences just become much more present and it's like hey who am I with tonight I want to make sure that I'm going to be with people that I'm having fun with because at the end of the day, that's my only end goal. Yep. To go and have a good time with people that I enjoy being around. Absolutely. I am, yeah, perfectly sad. That's why I'm excited to keep hanging out with you. I'm happy that the universe brought us back because I feel like I'm in an era of my life where that's sort of my, it's just my vibe now. Like I, I rather yeah. like hang out with you and like another friend or just really chill people and like, think, you know, go with the flow and just also enjoy each other's company. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what matters. Like that's what friends are, right? Like just be there with your fucking friend. Um, and speaking it's about, yeah. too, like for anybody who might not be on that vibe, like that's part of your journey as well. It's not to say that one is better or than the other. If, I hope everyone's being nice to people. I hope everyone's giving warm energy. We know that's not the case. Yeah. But at the same time, it's not to diminish anyone who do who does find joy in whatever we might not. It's not to say that one's better than the other or that we're some more elevated person because of it. Um, but it is just to say that whatever you're doing, whatever vibe you're in, whatever tribe you might have found identity in. Just make sure you're there with people who you enjoy being around, who you find joy with, and that you're able to kind of put that energy back out there. Yeah, I, I'm so glad you went back to that because yes, we're not bashing anyone that does like their circuit parties or HK moments. Obviously, like, like you know, we were just saying, Kyle and I, we've, we've partaked in it all because like that's our yeah. vibe. And also, it, we're just saying though, like, just don't bring hate. That's it. Like, I just, I need exactly. our community to have a shift and like accept all but also like just poppy like lower that lower that judgment baby like what's good yeah like, yeah. yeah like come through 
but um a fun topic that i want to get into with you is <laughs> dating apps um, oh, shit. here we go here we go <laughs> um <laughs> girl let's just get into the tea of it this is where we, <laughs> we brighten up the mood of the podcast we i know like, just spill it spill it already yeah, I hate them. I'm just gonna state that. I think I've stated this several times in my in my oh my god, my apps <laughs> in my yeah. podcast conversations. Yes, wine is that wine? Yeah, it is. Um, I forgot to pull me a glass, but um, yeah, I'm just over it. I so I haven't been on one in the past three or four months, and honestly, like, Girl, my words, I feel like there's like a weight lifted. <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah what's your okay well for the listeners i actually met kyle off a of grinder and i will say ah! <laughs> sorry i put it on blast, blast but the reason i'm I, mad I, about I, it i am mad about it because this is why i'm usually okay so m- the way my karma is and this is not knocking when i have friends that are, like are getting married off of an app dates like i'm not knocking what your experience is but for me i just think it's on my cards as the human that i am on this universe like every time i go on a date it usually fails you're one of the only people that I actually talk to months later and I'll have a friendship with. And that's rare for me because I, I've tried the app game since I was 20, whether it was Tinder, Hinge, Grindr, Scruff, you fucking name it. I used to work for Chaffee. Like I was, I was in the app game and yeah, you're one of the only like cool dudes or people that I've like actually can have a civilized conversation with. And so likewise. Yeah. So what is up with the community not just like not even talking about the gay community but like also just the app community like what do you think is like the mentality behind the whole like i don't even know where to start like the ghosting or like uh, a different persona or uh catfishing that's really big on grinder um yeah yeah. (laughs) the first thing that comes to mind all of those things are worthy of of their own moments of shining conversation But I think the biggest thing to keep in mind is that at the end of the day, these are apps. Yeah. And that means nothing. And I'll explain. And what are apps meant to do? The success of an app is based on how much time users spend on it. So like, as like, let's like you said, like when you were 20 and you were on Grindr and Tinder and Hinge and Scruff and even your time on Chappie, how much different were those apps then than they are now, even from your most recent experience with them a couple of months ago? Same shit. Exactly. Like <laughs> what the apps do as they evolve, they put out these updates for user enhancements, but the, the, the word for it is gamify. They gamify the experience, right? Like how many unread messages do you have? How many people have viewed you? How, it, it, it's, it's just like this whole thing. Um, I can think of even Tinder too, where like I was on there recently and they have that boost option and you can boost your profile. And as it's boosting for what, like 30 minutes, it tells you how many more times that your profile is being displayed to other users. And that number goes up the more time that you are swiping left and right while being boosted. Like, what? like it's, that's exactly what it is. Like these are gamification tools. And at the end of the day, I think that's important to remember when we are on apps. Like, yes, you can go onto them. You can make a connection with someone based on what app you're on, based on what you and the other person are looking for. It is possible. 
Um, and it's possible not to, it's possible to have something more transactional, that's what you're after. Um, but keep in mind too, that it's the same as Instagram. You know, Instagram releases new features all the time because they want us to come back. They make the stories that we watch of people endless. There's no end to your list of stories and it's meant to be that way so that you do get stuck in that Instagram rabbit hole. And same with Tinder, like depending on what city you're in, the list may be really long and never end. It's, Absolutely. Meant, it's meant to be that game. And for me, I'll, I'll put myself on blast here a little bit because I've kind of put them on blast now. Like I've definitely been <laughs> into it, you know? I'm like, holy shit, I've literally just swiped left or right on a hundred profiles on Tinder and I may have gotten matches, but I have zero intention of talking to any of them. But why did I do it? because it's a game. And I don't mean to say that like relationships are a game or these are obviously people's lives and these are people on the other end, but the app makes it and displays it in a way that more than you wanting to make a connection with someone, you want to rack up matches. Well, you know, you brought up a good point. You know, you said that dating isn't a game, but the app culture made it a game because even if you meet someone organically which is what i believe in old school wise um you have the mentality now especially in new york city at least from a millennial standpoint where mm. people think oh this guy doesn't want to do this on date three i can go in an app and get someone so it's sort of turned it you know i i personally have been on really good dates that i met guys organically and like i'm not asking them to delete their stuff on date three or four granted i know i'm crazy and fall off way too quick that's my own shit <laughs> you're but, like We've already been married in my <laughs> honestly, but like, yeah, you and I were already engaged after date one, but uh, <laughs> I, I never got the ring in the mail. It must have gotten lost. <laughs> True. Sorry about that. Um, Cardi was like delayed, but you know, um, <laughs> I hope that's what you like. No, but it's like I've been on dates though, right? Where like it's been really good, and like I'm not expecting you to delete anything, but I've seen them go on Grinder when they thought I wasn't looking, right? Or I've had- Oh, that's bad. That's bad pizza. Oh my gosh. I had a- No, we don't like bad pizza. I had a hookup <laughs> a few months ago in a hot tub. And while we're hooking up, he literally gets his phone out and starts going on Grinder in front of me at mid-hookup. And I was like, I'm sorry, but like, I understand that we're both single, but there's hookup etiquette at least. Treat me mm -hmm. like a human treat me like a fucking human like exactly it was such a slap to my face it makes me feel so low that yeah i it's sort of I, there I've can be a created. moment for that there can be a moment for that if that's the vibe between everybody involved yes if that's but if, vibe, that's if, that not, if that's not something that's been agreed to then it's like what the fuck like why am why am i here like what am i doing thank you like if i'm asking you to get a third and grinder go ahead boo let's do it but like if huh. this is an organic meeting and we were like talking and gonna hang out all night and then you pull that shit, I'm like, and it, it creates that game of like, what's next? It, it, it's that kind of like, oh, I could get someone better. I could get someone hotter. And so mm -hmm. in New York where everything's so fast and it is that mentality, it's like, I think it's sort of created a game culture, even if you meet someone organically or through Instagram or Twitter. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, I don't know. I'm very anti them and I'm gonna be proud of them and say it. I don't fuck with them. If you, you do, you do, but you I just, I've had weird traumatic situations with them at this point that, uh, yeah, I'm too sensitive for this shit. <laughs> uh, and if that's what works for you, then you should be proud of it. I'll say I'm not anti-app. I use apps and there are times when it goes well, there are times when it does not go well. Just like we talked about, there are plenty of uh, 
quick transactional experiences, expectation versus reality. And that's also part of it. And, and so I can't say I'm totally anti-app. I feel like at one point it will get exhausting or will get too exhausting. We'll see when that moment happens, but I, I can foresee that happening for me. But for the moment, there is something that does feel good for me in the thought of potentially meeting someone and it does go well, I guess. And I guess that's the piece where I'm like, okay, maybe I can have a good experience. And I guess I've had enough decent ones um, that I continue to have that, that thought. Um, but I'll Yeah, but it, it takes, I will say it takes vulnerability though to know that you're going to go into a date and it's either be good or bad or like a grind to hook up. So I do give you the kudos for the courage. And like, I saw it a lot of myself for me, like for a while when I was on them, I did have courage to go on a good or bad date, but then mine just got, it was like after being on them for seven years on and off, it just got to a point where I was like, mm -hmm. oh, I went through so many like fucked situations that like, yeah, I just took a toll on me. But I think you have a good head on it right now. And like, it's still, it's still the beauty of vulnerability I love. And I think it is vulnerable to, mm -hmm. right? Show up on a date and not know if it's yeah. going to go good or bad. And it's kind of exciting. Like there's some, there's a thrill of it. And that's why like, when you talk to people who have been in relationships for like many years, like, oh, I miss being single and dating. Like they don't actually wish they were doing that, but they miss the, the, thrill of it either going really great or really poorly right or like talking to your friend the next day hungover about like how bad it was because exactly. i do my like yeah. bad tinder talks <laughs> exactly i will say i i get off on text messages with my friends about like bad app situations because they're just so funny yeah. um you're right okay yeah that there that that i will say that's the silver lining of apps for sure is that yeah. part and um, you do have, to have some kind of filter on like not just anybody like i feel like my filter and like read of people is decent not to say that it's 100 percent, but at least gets rid of like the ones that will definitely be potentially bad yeah yeah i feel like you are in tune you have good um, intuitive skills so I, I think you can pick up on that i hope you can pick up on that but i feel like you can it's a vibe you give me but um we yeah these we hit everything that i needed this felt this honestly felt like a therapeutic session and I am very happy how this went. So I'm going to just wrap it up by asking you, you know, you have such good advice. What would you want to tell a listener right now that, he, that is going through like trying to express themselves or, you know, they're like us, they don't fit in a group. What would be an advice that you would give someone younger, you know? Yeah, that's a really good question. And uh, I think that the most important thing to remind uh, that also kind of like sums up our entire conversation today is that being you is enough being you and whatever your queer expression is regardless of where it does or does not fit in just the simple fact that you are here and existing and expressing yourself the way you are is enough and it's not to put extra pressure on you if you want to be doing it differently, then I encourage you to go on that journey. But if you're feeling like, oh, I don't know, like what you're doing is already enough and we love you for it. Uh, so well said. Um, this, 
yeah, this conversation, I already knew we were, it was going to be so good, but it, it went above and beyond than what I thought. And to anyone listening, you know, we touch on some really good topics and, and it's like, Kyle said, you are enough and that's, what's important. And I'm here to talk. So hit me up. I'm always here to give advice or help someone. Yeah. So we love therapy too. If you're thinking yeah. about therapy, it's never a bad thing. Yes, we are pro mental health awareness here and breaking <laughs> yeah. the stigma. And it is totally fucking okay to not be okay. Absolutely. But um, I loved having you on here. I'm going to definitely have you as a guest in the future. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, you Bye. are such a good talker. <laughs> Thank you. You too. I love the questions. I wasn't, I was like, these were new questions. I didn't get them ahead of time, people. Yeah, no, I, I figure with you, like a lot of my guests I vibe out, but with you, it's so easy to just like, talk <laughs> communicate um i think that's why like i said the universe brought us back together so i'm really happy and i can't wait to kick you with you but thank you for being on this thank you for having me it's been my pleasure and i'll talk to you later bye, bye. talk to you later on nana tings